bounced out of school and bought myself a chain. I must have taught myself a million things. I'm at the trap, I can sell anything. I wish I would allow myself to hear that soul dream. I pray my daughter never ever experience no dream. I told her cold gate, baby, gotta keep your teeth straight. Bayo flex so we start with the hand awards. We're all excited, you know. Episode 35 of the Cody Bellinger episode. We're, we're all pumped. Uh, but we do have to say a quick uh, condolences. Uh, rest in peace to Barstool Fan Talk. Uh, a full one episode. Yeah, it's crazy how it went down. The landscape of sports media. Knicks. Uh, uh, company in fact yeah uh, went through quite a week there quite know, a week and, it's, and it, we we ended the last episode shouting out at Barstool Men Talk because we couldn't believe it was on ESPN 2 uh, even made be 1pm or 1am 1am but still it was funny to see it on and it was kind of it was so untraditional was which is kind of something that I, I like I'm not a huge yeah. Barstool fan supporter yeah. But it was just, it was so cool to yeah. see how untraditional it was with ESPN working with that. But And if you want a further explanation from their side of it, they talked about it on their episode today, so you can do that. And also just searching up on Twitter. There's so many yeah, aspects to it. a lot of it. stuff. Um, but we're going to move on from that. You know, that's a lot of drama. We don't like that much. Well, we don't like drama, and unfortunately there was too much. Only, you know, we don't love drama as much as TNT may have loved drama, but... Um, <laughs> they love... Have you seen Las Vegas? They love true. drama. They love Shout drama. out to Josh du- Duhamel. Yeah. Duhamel. Nick, you know who Josh Duhamel is? I've of heard the name. Of course you don't. No, no you... one watches Las Vegas, and he's the star of Las Vegas. Facts. If you don't know what that's from, sorry. Yeah. You're, you're not laughing as much as you probably yeah. could have in your life. Anyway, so we're going to talk about the World Series mostly. Drama. Guess. Drama in the World yeah, Series. Yeah, that's the drama in the World Series. There's nothing like, I don't know about you guys, but watching, especially Game 2, the Game 1, I was uh, leading up to it. I had some butterflies, and then like watching Kershaw pitch so well um, relaxed me to a certain degree. Game 2 was, was on edge the whole time, and I felt, uh, you know, my stomach go up and down, and it was just... Just nerves. Like, it felt like he was playing in a game. Before we even get to game two, uh, Nick, of course, as you saw on our Twitter uh, and Instagram, was at game one. Mm-hmm. What was the energy like in there? First World Series in 29 years. Yeah, as I've been saying to everybody who's asked me about how the experience was, I say the same thing. I'll say it here. It was everything I could have ever expected out of a World Series game. Uh, you know, you guys know I'm a big Dodger fan. This was a big moment for me in my what? life. Yeah, I think you guys may have heard that. But I thought you were a Rays fan. Yeah, Rays fan. Yeah. It, anyway. it turns out I am a Dodger fan, actually. Yeah. And uh, energy was amazing. It's, it's really hard to describe. It was just, you know, everyone was so happy to be there. And the atmosphere, the energy, just the pomp and circumstance, the flyover, the American flag. It was really hot, though. But, was but everyone was... One or three at first pitch. Yeah, it was, yeah, everyone was really hot, though. So everyone was kind of, like, enjoying it together, just getting sweaty, getting loud, getting rowdy. Okay. Uh, yeah, that was okay. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I mean hey, 6,000 people getting sweaty and rowdy together. Yeah. It sounds like, you know, you know some other sound, things. It, but well, no, it was good. Like, so. it was that's good. a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. It was uh, good, though. It was funny. I mean, I think, I, when I left my house, it was 91 right yeah, after the game. It was still. a yoke. It was a yoke. Kershaw comes walking out of the dugout in his, you know, windbreaker in 103-degree heat. Yeah, he's from Texas. Yeah, he's from Texas. He's a Texas guy. I think your video captured pretty well, you know, just how emotional people are getting in the stands, too. People were hugging and and throwing things in the air. Uh, if you haven't seen that song on Twitter page, check that out. But um, it seemed from everyone I've talked to, um, and we were talking to 
uh, our friend Ruben before this. Shout out, Ruben. He said the uh, intensity level of the fans was greater than anything he'd ever seen before. You know, sometimes LA fans get knocked about not kind of being in the game or being on their phone or whatever it may be. But he said that throughout the entire... He was at game one as well. Um, the entire time he was there, people were just very locked in on the action, standing up. Yeah, just, that, I was going to say, standing up. I, I've never been at a baseball game where so many people were just standing for the whole time, as if it was like yeah. the ninth inning, two strikes, you know? Mm-hmm. And that was just happening, you know, in the random parts of the game, so that was cool to see. Um, yeah, the, the Justin Turner home run, that was actually the one pitch of the entire game I decided to film yeah. randomly, and that, that was crazy that he hit the home run that pitch. Um, so it was good we got that video. Yeah, go check it out. I think yeah, it did it for you. Yeah, it did. Um, were there... Any increased uh, prices for concessions like this beer anymore? Are there any limits? Or Not that like I that? noticed, because I just go with my classic, you know, Dodger Dog and a beer. Mm-hmm. I don't really stray too far from that. So That's fine, you know. They um, have a lot of special serious yeah, things. I mean, you know, we, we like yeah. keep things uh, locked down with the fast food yeah. side, and I think this counts in that. In that yeah, section. there's a lot of, like, I mean, I mean, if you uh, want to know anything, I would say Arash Markazi has been on top of it. He's been <laughs> yeah. tweeting out all the yeah. fun uh uh, concession yeah. items as well as uh, Eric Steven on Twitter mm-hmm. I think I'm saying it's Steven Stevens he's great he has, I don't know where he finds all this stuff but he has literally like threads of like what's going to be at the stadium and when and where you can find <laughs> it so check him out on Twitter I think he's Dodger Blue on there something mm-hmm. like that but uh, yeah they got some fire looking things out there he had some nachos yesterday. that was one of the things I'm seeing all yeah. that and I'm not going to be at a World Series game because yeah. I'm a broke boy but at the end of the day like it would it would make me stray from a classic, yeah. You know, a nice little three Dodger dog night. So I'm going to Game Six. You know, if necessary, unless the Dodgers win. Three that's what, I think six. that's the closeout game, personally. I do but. too at this point. I, mean, I thought from the beginning that's why we bought the tickets, but uh, you know, I'm going with our friend Jonah, um, and he'll be on after the World Series, so we can talk about what was like our, our friend game of the podcast. You've heard about here before, absolutely. Um, and so we plan to get in there like. Basically, when the gates open, I think Nick, you, I looked like you got. Yeah, we tried to get there. Gates open at two p.m. We tried to get there. Um, my dad and I took the Dodger Stadium Express. Yeah. You know, hold the express. Mm-hmm. Traffic made it last yeah, like thirty I mean, minutes to get up yeah. there. Metro so, system in LA. There I think go. I got into the gates. My turnstile video was at two forty-two p.m., which mm-hmm. you know it was it was good to just okay. be in there. So yeah, we're we're gonna try and get there early. Try out some food, maybe some novelty drinks, whatever they may be. Novelty drinks. Um, and and speaking of of food, we have a new segment this week. Oh yeah! Uh, brought to us, you know, Nick, the great mind of Nick, introduced this, uh, and so we're you know we're gonna keep you know as we always do the fast food theme alive. It's gonna be called the double double, and so we're gonna give you two things we like, two things we dislike. Um, I guess that would be like the two things dislike would be like the spread on Nick's burger. That's what I was gonna it's say. Not much that we dislike, but we're gonna just go along with the theme. This here. is definitely a yeah. a spread positive mm-hmm. segment. <laughs> yeah, for both of us. For yeah, sure. yeah, definitely. Yeah. Actually, when we were talking about it, uh, I. I Got me really hungry for in-out, so I wanted yeah. to stop by. So do we want to do this, uh, you know, around Robin style? Uh, well, I know it's in and out, but yeah, well, that was a pun, yeah. that was a pun by the way. I like yeah, it. I like it. Did there. I liked uh, it. That's all you can eat fries, folks. Every day, Ren Robin. Um, sponsored, it's a weird, we, we weird thing this, to all you. We're can gonna eat. get into this yeah, really segment. Will. I know. Uh, but this is cautiously optimistic. Episode thirty-five. Let me say that again. This is cautiously optimistic. Episode thirty-five, the Cody Bellinger episode. I'm Nick Ostler. I'm Sully Angles. And I'm Jesse Brummel. And let's get into it. with the deep intros. You really enjoy these. I do. You know, we have to let the people know. I think next time we should intro yeah. in like the sixth segment. Yeah. I think so <laughs> Even if we only have four segments in the episode. Or just record it at the end. And hey, the more, the more fans we get, the more listeners we get, we have to let them know who they're listening to. Well, we'll you go know? to the start then. We'll go to the start next time. Plus, you know, if you're just looking at a blank screen and we come on... You know, that that would be kind of the only way you would know that who you were not listening to. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, anyway... 
Uh, so we'll get to the the, the double double here. We'll start it off. Um, anyone want to go first? I thought was something they like or dislike. I don't think there's any order to it really. No, no, we're we're going two likes, two dislikes from the first two games. Okay, I'll start it off. I'll go with my first. Uh, what I liked uh, from for both games, I like the fight of the team. Uh, I think that's something, especially in game two, going for, you know coming back from two runs down. Uh, obviously not the ending that we wanted to see. Yeah. But at no point in that game, you know, even in the tenth inning, fighting back the Culberson home run. Um, and please, you know, don't tell me that he thought that he had won or tied the game. He knew. Uh, he knew. And, you know, there's articles out there explaining what he was pointing at. Yes. Which I believe was his parents and his wife. Um, but regardless, the fight of that team um, has not wavered at all. And I think that's something that's very important. You know, they didn't roll over after either of those innings. And that's something that's very easy to do. And it's the reason why they're in the World Series. So it's good to see. I'm going to piggyback off that with my life because it's kind of similar. I like the passion. Of both of both teams, but I mean, obviously Puig's got the passion, but you're yeah. seeing it on so many other guys from Culberson to Kike mm-hmm. to Seeger when he hit the home run and immediately starts screaming. Yeah, um, even the Correa bat flip, like I'm a I'm a pro bat flip, even if it's against us. Yeah. Like enjoy it, you know, have or, have a good time. Or a bat lay down. The bat lay down was yeah. incredible from Puig. There you go. Um, quite a reverse from what he's normally <laughs> doing, and it, that's why it was so great. It but was the passion on both teams is something I'm yeah. really loving. Perfect segue. That was my first like the bat lay down by Puig wow. there, uh, you know, just the opposite of what he's been known to do. Kind of a big gesture toward everybody hating on him for throwing the bat. You know, he's just doing the opposite, having fun with them. Um, I didn't think he would ever have the thought to do that. He, 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 I guess he thought if I hit a home run here, I'm just gonna lay the bat down and show everybody. Who I don't think me. he thought about it. I think he was just oh. like it just happened. And he it had think thought about is that. a guy that thinks about yeah. every time if he hits a home run, <laughs> what he's gonna do. Absolutely, he thought about that. Yeah, but I also I don't know if you guys heard Puig's uh, quote after the game when they asked him about Correa. Yeah, so yeah. he's he's saying yeah, of course he hits the home run, let him celebrate. Uh, he loves that. Let the guys celebrate. I, I agree. I think. This is the World Series high stage. Judging, judging each other's bat flips. Like, yeah. his is a little higher than I normally go. Yeah. Great quote. Yeah, and then, yeah, so that was good. I love Puig. Yeah, Puig's been awesome. He's so continuing to hit. You and, want to round robin and get to your next one? Uh, yeah, I guess I can go to, do you want to do next like or dislike going right now? Whichever way, you can choose it. Lead us off. Yeah. Chris right. Taylor us. Uh, let's go so, back you know, the other way around. Positive too, negative on the way back? We'll go negative on the way back. Mm. And uh, this is also something, so you mentioned briefly a few minutes ago, but yeah. Dallas Keuchel's response to the Charlie Culberson home mm-hmm. run just quite the opposite. Uh, we, we just finished talking about how passion should be let to, allowed to fly and flourish here in the World Series. Yeah. Dallas Cuddle comes in and basically is the old man saying, no, you know, don't celebrate the home run. Charlie Culberson just hit a home run in a World Series game. Nobody, hardly anybody gets to say that, you know? Even if, even if it yeah. wasn't the game-winning shot or game-tying shot, he still hit an extra inning home run at home in the World Series. Let him have his celebration. Don't hate on that. And I just thought, what are you doing, Dallas Keuchel? This is the World Series. Everybody should be yeah. able to express their emotions. I feel, I feel like Dodgers fans got a list of, of players you're really looking forward to, you know, trying to get in their head and talking to. And, and mm-hmm. Josh Reddick obviously let off the series with uh, his comments about Los Angeles. Yeah. And now Dallas has been added to that list as well. Um, I almost want to add Alex Bregman just because he keeps making plays. And yeah. That's just annoying. But, yeah, I agree with you. Dallas Keuchel's comments were lame. Um, my first dislike uh, is ketchup on In-N-Out burgers. <laughs> um, no, I'm playing. Uh, Verlander, for a couple of reasons, because he was he was balling. I, 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 after game one, you know, I, I came out hot and I said it's going to be demoralizing for Houston when we when we beat Verlander tomorrow. Yeah. Some people hopped on me. Uh, I went to sleep immediately after the game. Woke up to some tweets. 
Yeah. Uh, not bad because it was a respectable game, but yeah. not only because he pitched very well, and I, and I thought we were going to hit him. I mean, we put up three runs on him, but I thought we were going to hit him a little more than that. Not only that, but he's I mean he's with Kate Upton, so you know that's upsetting. Like, I guess I, it's just it's a congratulations, but it's like man. Okay, um, for me, I think the the first dislike I'll go with it was just kind of like felt like in game two there was uh, I I guess the only word I can think of was like confusion. As far as, like, how the bullpen was used, you know, I feel like every other game there's kind of just, like, a, a very uh, formatted way that was happening. And I, and I kind of started to see that, you know, with Rich Hill only going for whatever it may have been and Maeda coming in. But then they go to Watson right away after 1.1 for Maeda. And then you just kind of got into some tough situations, you know. Obviously, I, I liked Field, so I don't think there was any issue with him bringing him coming into the game. I would like to see him even earlier, honestly. And then McCarthy... Coming out of the pen in that situation, I know it's a very tough situation. I know it's you know hard uh, to ask anyone of that, but to have a guy who really hasn't thrown at all the entire year coming into the World Series, you're the Ryu guy. Uh, well, yeah, I mean he's yeah, but it's, I mean better. McCarthy was also the, the last dude in the bullpen. Yeah, but it's your playoff roster. He's supposed to be the 25 guys. That's what it's supposed to be, you know. So you I'm not expect- arguing whether Ryu deserved to be on there or not. I'm saying like no, no, I'm just putting saying, McCarthy in there. Yeah, I'm just saying that you got to what other assume. No, that's what I'm saying. You got to assume that all 25 guys are going to play. You know, this is the World Series. And, you know, even before Game Seven, you have crazy things happens. You have, you have, you know, any type of an extra inning game mm-hmm. can just set you back as far as how your bullpen goes. So, you just want to have every guy in there with the ability to throw. And I know, um, part of it is because he couldn't get warmed up fast enough. As far as like, I think Ryu, that's why he didn't want to throw to the pen. Yeah. Um, uh, but. It, it's just hard to to imagine like having any real reason why I think McCarthy can be on there. I guess you know maybe through well in interleague game or inter squad games, but uh, it was tough to watch. So that was probably my first dislike was just how that whole thing went down in game mm-hmm. two. If I could jump in here because mm-hmm. my next dislike is pretty similar to what you were just talking about. You're gonna and say you're gonna kill the round robin, huh? No, no, I'm just saying. Wow, a lot yeah. of people. Wow, no, this is the proper time to come in here at this because a lot of people are questioning Dave Roberts and. Wondering, you know, some of his There's a reason moves. I didn't, didn't mention his name in my whole, uh, my whole sense, my paragraph there. He's coming out later for you, is that what you're saying? No, no he's saying he wasn't right? one of his dislikes. and didn't say anything about him. Well, you were talking about the bullpen decisions and stuff like that. Yeah, I think those are come from above. David okay. Roberts. Well, just maybe I want this direct, I won't direct, uh, direct this right, right at you, but um, I know a lot of people have been talking about questioning Dave Roberts' decisions and, you know, how this game happened and why it led to the Dodgers' loss, and he's blaming the bullpen and why, why are these pitchers coming in. You know, Fields is a guy who gives up a lot of home runs anyway, mm-hmm. and sure enough, he gave up home runs. McCarthy hadn't pitched in a while, sure enough, he struggled. But I don't blame Dave Roberts at all for this, and my dislike is the shade being thrown at Dave Roberts after this game, because when it comes down to, to me, in my opinion, the Dodgers lost this game on two moments. They came in the eighth inning when the Dodgers had run around third with one out, and Jock Peterson and Kike Hernandez both struck out on balls outside of the strike zone. Good pitching by Will Harris, but you got to be better disciplined than that. Get the run home somehow. That's my. That's the one moment they could have scored. Insurance run would have been big. And then Kenley, I would have trusted Kenley for a six-out save any day of the week. Dave Roberts did. I still would. Kenley just made a mistake. He the cutter didn't cut. It stayed over the middle. And Marwin Gonzalez is a good hitter. He hit it out. The Astros are a good team. It was those two things: the good pitching by Will Harris and a good hit, a good hit by Marwin Gonzalez. There was no bullpen, you know, management issues there. It was just the Astros beat the Dodgers on those two moments of the game, which led to the snowball effect of the things that came later. Well, more was the confusion of the fact that they just had no 
backup plan besides Kenley. You really don't need one. You know, he's the best closer in the game in my mind. But at the same time, it really... They, they did. I mean, they did have a backup plan. They had Fields and McCarthy. They just got hit. I know, it, was, it was more of what they were left with. They just yeah. it. Well, since you've hijacked the round robin, I'm going to get back on track. Um, uh, I think the valid points. But yeah, I think Dave Rouse probably took a lot of shade. More so. I, I think uh, they, they, I'll get to my next dick's like there later. So I'm going to go back to the like side. Um, just talking about the starting pitching. Kershaw and Hill. Uh, despite what we think of when Hill did or not, if he got pulled at the right time. Both very solid. I think that was great to see. Cause I think I was more concerned about the starting pitching than the bullpen coming mm-hmm. into it, and so that was nice. Uh, I'll go on with a like here as well. and um, My like is Dave Roberts. Mm-hmm. I think he's done an incredible job. I think we're kind of all on the same page. Um, I have a little more to say in, in a bit, but um, I think overall... I just find it so tough to doubt him because, I mean, I mean, when that lineup came out and I saw Jock was in the lineup, I was like, what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. And then he hits a bomb, you know? So it's like these little things have just been clicking for him so well. You know, he puts in uh, Watson, first pitch, <laughs> double play. Yeah. You know, so it's like these kind of things are just working out for him, and whether that's luck or he's just pushing the right buttons and he knows what he's doing, um, I'm just not. I, it's tough to doubt him. So yeah. I'm, saying I'm liking Dave. And at the same time, I think Joe Davis tweeted that he said, you know, if you don't like the decisions he made in Game Two, then you shouldn't have been a fan of all the decisions he's made so far in the playoffs because it's yeah. been that same formula. Nothing has changed from that. Uh, Nick, you can have one this time because you hijacked the round robin. But go on, give us your like. Well, my last <laughs> like. I think I think my like will get everybody on the same page in a more peaceful setting here. You seem to be. There's a little bit of tension because I hijacked the round robin, but let's let's all agree you know, that we, have, we like order on the podcast. Yeah, we had specifically said how we're gonna do it, well, and then you try to leave, you know, have a segue, and Jesse's would have segued just as nicely him being Dave Roberts, and we well, just feel like we don't like people hijacking things. Let me just say this: you know, there's some tension right now because of the hijacking. There's some tension. So um, you admit that you hijacked it. But let's think about something that will. We'll, we'll get it later. Let's about let's this. think about something that will bring everybody together, just like it brought everything together yesterday, and that was Vince Scully. Before the game, mm-hmm. solid. They're at the first pitch, not actually throwing at the first pitch, fooling all of us, calling to the bullpen, calling out a catcher. The ultimate showman just did not make any mistakes with his. He just he was going to improv like only Vince Scully could. Yeah, and led the whole stadium. And it's time for Dodger baseball. That fired me up when I was watching on TV. I, I couldn't even imagine what it would have been like to be in the stadium at that time, and just such a happy thing to see. Unfortunately, the Dodgers didn't win that game, but. When Vince Gilly was on the field saying it's time for Dodger baseball, I just I thought there's no way the Dodgers were not going to win that game mm-hmm. because it was just so amazing, so good. I don't know if you guys have any opinions about that pregame ceremony. It's tough to have a different opinion than that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it wasn't. I don't think it was going to take the opposite there. It's not like I'm going to see him be like, mm-hmm. I thought uh, bringing out Vince Gilly was a terrible yeah, idea. I think he's going to be a hot take. Like, well, he's you know, pretty brutal. Like that's not happening. The last couple of years, Vince's been out there. guys. I'm just asking. Do you want to talk? Do you want to share your thoughts about the moment? Um, it was great to see him back out there. Um, you know, obviously, anytime can have in the stadium, there's magic that uh, surrounds him. So I think we were all assuming yeah. that Vin was going to get that first pitch at some point. Yeah. Um, and we're just I'm happy. Yeah, so to now he had the Robinson family, uh, you know, Valenzuela and Je- and uh, Vince Cully. So game six, uh, Kirk Gibson. Apparently, Kirk is in Europe right now. Not yeah, Adrian, Adrian Gonzalez, Gonzalez but too, yeah, Adrian Gonzalez. <laughs> I heard that I heard that he's not even like around to do it, and he said that he didn't want to do it too because oh, wow. he didn't want to take attention away wow. from the and team. That would be a perfect segue into my final part, but I'm not going to do that because I don't jack the round robins. Mm. Jesse, go ahead. <laughs> That's Give great. Us your, hey, uh, your last. So one. I appreciate that. No problem, bro. My last one is a dislike, um, and it's AJ Hinch. 
Uh, word is coming out. There's not real like confirmation on this. There's yeah. there's some mixed sources, but apparently he's getting in altercations in bars, and apparently the Astros are staying in Pasadena. How dare yeah. you bring that negative energy into the best city in the world? Yeah, right. Well, you know, we can only assume it was at Barney's as well. So. I mean, where else? I mean, I actually did see a fight at Kings Row once, and that was very odd and yeah. weird, but... I mean, it's got to be at Barney's. Or, or like, yeah, 35 was my next. Yeah, like, downstairs, 35 he's probably really hot. And he just, you know, he had to swing on somebody. Yeah. But Astros, they don't have a part of town they're in, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. AJ Hinch, get out of here. If you're going to do that, do that in Altadena. You yeah. know, do that somewhere else. And so, you know, people... Don't, no, don't do that in Altadena. Come on now. Don't do that in Altadena. <laughs> Altadena is whatever. Don't appreciate Altadena. No, no, no. They're wanna be Pasadena. No, no, no. What is... I never knew you had beef for Altadena. I've always had beef with Altadena. What? I love your house, but uh, you know, I've always yeah. had beef with Altadena. Yeah, you know, like, this is I'm, new. I'm with Jess on this one. If, if, what's wrong, yeah, what's wrong with Altadena? Altadena's just so small. Like, just make it part of Pasadena. Yeah, I'd be why? fine with it's that. Pretentious it's pretentious to be your own area. And yeah. It reflects the people that... And I think no, that's no, them. They're just, just like... Pasadena. We're just they want to be out there like, we're our own we're thing. We're better than Pasadena, so we're just going to call ourselves something else. All Altadena is is confusing to way to describe North Pasadena. Yeah. I mean, anyway... Because I say, I like, I'm like, hey, I live, I live on, like, the north side of Pasadena, and they're like, oh, so Altadena, and I'm like, no, I don't, yeah. I don't live in Altadena. Congrats. So Altadena is a real thing. It's a real fake, place. Fake town. Anyway, my final like, and complete the double-double here, you know, extra spread, no ketchup. No ketchup whatsoever. Uh, ketchup on the side. Ketchup instead of spread. Ketchup instead. Yeah, wild. Uh, I'm going to, you know, continue with you an unconfirmed story, you know, in the media running with something, and. And speaking of the media, just the way that I think people have kind of talked about the Dodgers. The 1-1 one, one split, obviously three uh, of the next four, of the next five are now after a home game, so they mm-hmm. have the advantage in that sense. Um, it just seems like people have already given up on the Dodgers, and especially, you know, how many people picked the Astros to start the series. It's like, uh, it's unbelievable to me. I don't know, it's like crazy... You think this team won 104 games, was in the best division in baseball, arguably, probably. Yeah. Two teams in the playoffs, besides them. Um, and they still just don't get any respect. And it's like, uh, it's crazy to me that they, you just keep getting things that they can, uh, uh, you know, hang up in, in the in the clubhouse and, and have more fuel added to the fire. You know, they just keep getting disrespected by media members and, you know, opposing players, you know. Uh, and on top of the disrespect, which may not be as much because, you know, you're in the World Series, you do get a certain amount in that sense, but I think they deserve a little more. It's just the way that people talk about the team, you know. I was watching uh, Around the Horn, all those shows, that, you know, that, that 130 to 330 split on ESPN. And everyone was, you know, criticizing, you know, like Rich Hill being taken out earlier, the bullpen usage. And it's like, if you don't really uh, cover this team closely and have uh, details on how they kind of want to handle everything, it's going to seem weird to you. It's also just not embracing a new style of baseball, what Terry Francona did last year, the mm-hmm. Indians, you know, going to the bullpen more and more um, and in situations when you think it's important. So that's kind of disheartening to see that the Dodgers, you know, be the king of analytics, especially Houston as well. I think we're talking about this too, the most analytic powerhouses in the World Series now. Um, and people continue to misconstrue their message and what they're trying to do. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me though. Yeah, no, it doesn't. I mean, yeah, it's not something I like. I don't watch them like, oh, that's, that's crazy. I can't believe they're doing this. It's like really like... You know, when do we get to a point where that's just figured out and that's that's just known? Um, but did, we anyway. wrap, did we wrap up all of our likes and dislikes there? Yeah, we all got you all got two. Yeah, I just yeah. want I want to say one thing to kind of wrap this up here. Mm-hmm. Kind of going on what you just said. Um, you know, whatever it may have happened in game two, you know, things didn't go didn't go according to plan as they did in game one. If you looked at game one, everything was like perfectly to the script. You know, yeah. 
Kershaw, seven innings, Morrow, setup guy, Kenley, yeah. save, just boom, 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 boom. You know, Rich Hill pulled after four, you got the bullpen going, boom, boom, boom. It was going according to plan, yeah. and then it doesn't go according to plan because the Astros are a really good team in the World Series. So, you know, when things don't go, go according to plan, people should be able to panic about that. It's just these the Astros are a team that is a formidable formidable foe against the Dodgers, mm-hmm. and when things don't go, don't go according to plan, it's like, how do you react and so when we can bring that to our own podcast as well, you know, when I steal the wow, Aaron Robin, wow, <laughs> garbage. So wow. Jesse, Jesse and I are the Dodgers. Nick is the Astros. That's really what okay. Yeah, that's, that's what you said. So we'll move on. So Nick that. hates the Dodgers. We're gonna All hijack right. the conversation back then. Yeah. Uh, games three, four, and five in Houston. We'll start specifically with Game Three. Houston, you have a problem. Okay, uh, I hadn't heard that one yeah, yet. This series, that that's weird. I hadn't heard that one. Mm-mm. Unfortunate. Um, but what do you guys think about the games? You know, the pitching matchups, anything. Do you guys have one or maybe a few key players that you need to see for the Dodgers to come home with at least two or three? Because I think that's the goal. Yeah, no, they should come home with two or three. I don't know. I'm, I've am i been super cocky, honestly. Like, I don't think that – I mean, Astros are good. I just don't think they're as good as us. And so when it comes down to it, it's like we just got past their two best pitchers, right? I don't think we should lose to the next two. I mean, these guys are good. And I know that, and, and McCullers had a, his last two starts have been good. But I'm sitting here and I'm just like, top to bottom, we're better in my mind. Like, I don't. So I, I, I would be disheartened if we lose either of the next two, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I certainly think with the, if you'd like take those two starters, Darvish and Wood, um, they have the advantage as far as like, just talent. Whatever you want to call it, uh, call him. Morton. I think is really good. I think he's probably a little better than Alex Wood is, just off like straight stuff and skill. You know, ninety-six mile an hour fastball that can run. Alex Wood just can't do that. And Alex Wood has just had not exactly the second half we'd hoped for after the first half. So although he certainly wasn't terrible by any means, you know, he was solid. Um, so they had the advantage there. Small ballpark. You know, we all saw the tw- the the quote from Weed. the league. Um, Nick, what do you think? Yeah, so I have two thoughts about this. First of all, you know, there's this, you can throw out the numbers out there, the stats that the Houston hasn't lost at home, or they've lost twice at home since the hurricane hit, which was August 25th. Mm-hmm. So they're really good at home. We know that, but who cares? Those numbers don't mean anything. You know, it's the World Series. We're coming in, and the biggest thing for me for Game Three, just looking straight ahead at Game Three right now on Friday night, if there was ever a time to show uh, why the Dodgers acquired Yu Darvish, I would say. Game three in a tied World Series is that moment for him. So this is the moment that the front front office and management saw when they made that deal at the end of the trade deadline. A moment just like this. Same same with the Cup Series. The moment just like that to give the Dodgers a three zero lead on the road in Wrigley. You Darvish is a guy who can who's pitched there before. He knows the team. Yeah. Uh, he was in the division, which you know could be an advantage for the Astros, but it's also an advantage for Darvish. You know he knows what to expect out of these guys. And I don't I like that he's kind of like the road warrior that we've made him into the road warrior of our playoff run here. Yeah. You know, yeah. Starting every game on the road. Doesn't seem to get phased. Uh, so it really comes down to if he can just set the tone and, you know, limit the offense. I, I just think you have to take it one game at a time, and I'm, yeah. I'm confident with you, Darvish, going. Lance McCullers is a good pitcher, and I, don't get me wrong, but he is more susceptible to location issues, command issues. Uh, he only sits 93, 94 on the fastball, so if he's not located his curveball, the Dodgers could get to him, I think. Yeah, and he's um, done thrown a ton of curveballs, you know, I think yeah. he ended game seven of, of the ALCS was like 23 yeah, curveballs, something like that, it was some crazy. I didn't watch it, but I was, I heard them say yeah, that, and I was he, like, I don't, he, I didn't believe it. Yeah, he threw a lot in the ALCS as well, 
Um, yeah, those, you know, I think you're right on that, Nick. I think they definitely had the advantage. And I think they did that on purpose because the last series, they had more to start game three. So I think they know, you know, Darvish, dude, pitching really well, especially in the postseason. Um, they'll take their chances, throw McCullough as another good starter, but not as good as Morton, and then they hope they can maybe pick one up against Wood there. Game five, two, Kershaw, Keichel, matching up again will be yeah. great. Um, and then game six, coming back home, they're always going to have to beat Ver- Verlander at home, which will be tough, Hill on the mound. And you got to think of that game, um, Darvish would probably be available unless they wanted to save him for the next thing. I, He's kind of, I, I think they I, go Hill. I, I mean, I personally... Well, they go Hill, I mean... You would save Hill just because it's just tough lineup to start. To think that far ahead, in my opinion, right now, you know, who knows if we're even going home? It would, I, it would be very tough to sweep them in Houston. So I'm assuming the Dodgers are probably going to come back home. But I think when you when you start thinking like that, you know, crazy things can happen. You know, if, yeah, let, 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 let's say optimistic. Let, let's say no, I'm saying let's say last night in Game Two. Mm-hmm. Think about it. If the game went further in, in the, into the extra innings. Who would have pitched? Alex Wood probably. They would have had to burn that guy to pitch if the game extended into like 13th, yeah. 14th inning. So if last night showed, you know, crazy things could happen. So I just I'm cautious not to look too far ahead. And personally, I just want to talk about game three and maybe game four, uh, game five too. Just just not too far ahead. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I get you. I, I think uh, the, I, the biggest yeah, X factor to me isn't even isn't a player. It's this. It's the stadium. Yeah, and I think it, one thing is that Houston is a different ball club at home, and we got to give them that for sure. You know, they like you said, Nick, how many wins they've had since August is pretty remarkable. The Dodgers have, have you know, you just can't count out the craziness of their season as well. 104 wins, 20-game losing streak, crazy winning streaks. Um, it'll be fun. So what we could talk about, though, it's going to an AL park. Uh, do you guys have any thoughts on what the lineup should be like, if it's going to be... You know, DH with Seager and have Taylor at shortstop and maybe another outfielder like Ethier out there. I think it would be Culberson at shortstop. Culberson short, yeah, because yeah. he's played so well. He's I wouldn't mind that at all. No, I mean, you know, you look at the lineup right now, it hasn't necessarily done exactly what it's done all year in the World Series. Corey Seager leading away with three hits, Kike with two. No one else has more than one. Um, you know, that's not what you want. Uh, Bellinger, no hit so far. We need more production from him, absolutely. We need him to step up in Houston. Turner, one hit so far, albeit a very, very big hit. Um, we need him, to, that core part of the lineup. You know, I think yeah. I tweeted out a poll to start the series about what was more important for the, like, uh, limiting the Astros, whether it be that core, Stringer, or, uh, Springer, Altuve, Correa, um, and, you know, I guess you can add Bregman or uh, whoever else you want to kind of pick and choose from their lineup or the last half of the lineup. Um, and most people said the bottom half, and, and for the Dodgers, it's kind of the same way. You know, you gotta have production for the core if they want to win. And right now, in game two, we saw it a little bit more. That got shut down, and you know they just didn't have enough juice in the end to come back from it. But I think something has to be said too for you know the Dodgers' next two stars are gonna be oh well, at least no I'm sorry not the next two but just Darvish is gonna be a righty, mm-hmm. and you know the Astros their main guys are all righties, so that's gonna be an advantage for us I think. Also. Um, Actually, that was that's all I had to say. Yeah, well, that's nice. <laughs> nice. That's good. Nice. That's nice. Well, I think that pretty much we've really covered it. You know, we don't want to look too far in advance, so I don't know how much more we can say at this point. Um, for me, I think the Dodgers take two or three. I think they win games three and five, and I think they come home and finish it out in game six. Is that okay? Am I allowed to look that far ahead? I, that is okay. Is that okay? That'd be great. We don't know when our next pod's going to be, so I mean, it might yeah. as well get yeah. these out. I'm going to follow your lead there and say, yeah. I think they take games three and four. 
So you think Kershaw's going to lose? I think that it's going to be a low-scoring game, and Keuchel hitting us hitting into so many ground balls against Keuchel in game one mm-hmm. kind of worries me. Even so, when we get into mid and mid, getting that height on balls that we hit is going to be tough to even to get him over that left field. Yeah. Um, not saying that Kershaw isn't going to be great. Yeah. I think it's like a two-one kind of game. Okay. You know, um, and Your then one. and at home. So, but yeah. then I think they take game six. When when Keuchel goes to pitch. Yeah, game five on Sunday. Take a look at how dark the water right in front of home plate is. You'll see it's a different color than pretty much every other part of the field. So there's like almost a cutout in between the lines, and there's a little patch of dirt above the batter's box. Pay attention when the game starts. How dark that water? How dark that dirt is? Oh, I was and like, they, what they, water? No, yeah, sorry, that's water. It's yeah, the dirt in front of the plate right there. They they water it extra, and maybe not clay, whatever it may be, because he's a sinker baller. Yeah. So they want people to hit into that thick dirt, slow the ball down, ground ball down all day. Interesting. So just pay attention to that. That's something they, they talked about on the broadcast, and also just you know, the Dodgers, any major league team has done that as well. It's you know, the classic using your grounds crew. Yeah. To help your own cause in any way you can, whether it be growing up the grass for uh, a certain reason, maybe to slow down balls that hit through the infield, or uh, watering the dirt a little bit more so people can't steal bases. It's classic baseball trickery, you know. Some a little part of the game I love, but baseball guys, yeah, take a look at that. All yeah. you baseball guys, that's for you. Well, I guess I'll throw my prediction out there since mm. we're doing that. I personally don't think that any team is going to win consecutive games for the rest of the series, which mm. means that it's going to, you know. Dodgers in game three, five, and seven. This game is this is gonna go seven. Sorry, Sully, you won't be yeah. able to see them clinch. I, and I had a feeling uh, Nick would, would pretty much give myself a go fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> super downer to Sully. That's good, Nick. Thanks. Not not what I was going for, but Thanks, just my bro. thought because yeah, I got work the next day too. So that's I appreciate. Yeah, I appreciate you wishing that. Yeah, <laughs> the, the shade I'm feeling in this podcast so far. Well, you well, brought it upon yourself doing this and hijacking the uh, the segment. Yeah, this is a I, tough I, one here for Nick. I didn't because... have to credit you with inventing the segment, but I did. And then you hijack it. You well, know, it's, it's tough. You know, it's tough. Just because I like ketchup on burgers, you don't need to... Go, I don't go, have go, a problem with that. You it. keep having... You have animosity towards me. Jesse's the one that has the issue with this, and other people on Twitter do. I don't I just, have animosity towards you having, like, on a McDonald's burger, I put ketchup well, on it. Really just no, I like ketchup on In-N-Out burgers. What, really, what really just happened is that you got upset with me picking the Dodgers to win the World Series just because they're winning Game 7 and We've game all six. picked them since the beginning of the season. What would they be mad about? <laughs> well... Anyway... Uh, that's going to wrap up baseball. Uh, go Dodgers. Go Dodgers. Go Dodgers. We'll speak again once uh, we're preparing to go to that parade. Yeah. Are you going to start this off, Nick? Hey, I'm going to start something off real quick. Yeah. Nick, why don't you go ahead and start it off? And so Jesse and I are going to start, start off the NBA. It's been a, a nice first week of the season. Uh, it's been fun to have basketball back. I'm actually going to hijack this and start it. So you're not, Nick. Uh, this is how it's going right now. We're back again. The Lakers have had a tough week, uh, but also an, an entertaining week. Honestly, it's not even... I mean, the loss yeah. the, the loss to the Pelicans was a... I want to say a fun loss, but to, yeah. to fight back like that and make it a game. Yeah. Then they were just young. Turnovers hit. And I think tough maybe not the right word. It's been it, it, just an interesting week. Interesting, you know, for sure. We obviously have the comments from LeVar after that game saying that, you know, Lonzo's not going to lose twice in a week. Uh Nick's sitting over here. Nick, you have a comment you want to add in here with the NBA action? Let's talk NBA basketball. Nick. Let's talk Lakers. What are your thoughts on this week? First week of Lakers season, 2-2 two and two so far. And let me you just throw this out there, a little fun fact for you. Uh, not from Elias. I, I did this research myself. Mm. Season ended today. Lakers would be in the playoffs. Woo! Think about that. All, that all so the Clippers so would be the number one seed, which would be, uh, you know. That's fine. Uh, Let's take them. Uh, shout out to Sam Decker, but... 
Yeah. That's pretty much it. And the also, only clipper yeah, we like. There you go. T-O-C-W-L. You're... <laughs> Is that so? Yeah, I would love to say my thoughts about this. I would love to share my opinions on the podcast right That's now. That's good to know. And so I'm going to do that right now. Okay. Laker basketball, that was something we needed last night after the Dodger loss. A nice, thrilling, fun win against a team that is expected to probably compete for an Eastern Conference championship. Not saying much because the Eastern Conference isn't good, but we all know the Wizards are a good team. Mm-hmm. So it was Wizards nice. are the second best team in the East. And they have the best well, point guard of all just... time, according to Jesse. Oh, okay, said, okay, chill. I never said John Wall was the best point guard of all time. Yeah, I mean, in some days... Relax, there's a guy named John Stockton. That I love ah! Wow, that's wow, right. interesting well, okay, decision. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, you know, tell us, just what were your thoughts? Because, you know, are the John Wall expert of the podcast, I guess we would say. John, Fall, a John Wall aficionado. Uh, you watched the game. Did you watch much of the game? I watched... I was... The Mostly in the Dodger game, but yeah. I was watch. I watched all of overtime, and I was kind of tuning back yeah. when the Dodgers were in commercials. What were, but, what were your thoughts on how Lonzo played against uh, the best point guard in the league? Well, Lonzo, I mean, Lonzo struggled when Wall was defending him. I thought. I mean, it didn't, it didn't kill him, but it wasn't like the Pat Beverly thing where Wall, Wall's a good defender. So I mean, he's the best shot blocking point guard in the league. Um, one of the best defensive point guards in the league. He's going to struggle against that. That didn't upset me. The mm-hmm. eight missed shots or whatever it was. Um, Wall. You know, Wall had a tough game, too. I think, I mean, he shoots a lot more when they're in primetime. There's, like, this stat so far. There's two yeah. games in primetime. He's shot twice as many times in those games than he has in the non-primetime games mm-hmm. and, like, nationally televised. Yeah. Um, so, but, but, I mean, they played well. They fought back from the 10 points. I think Brandon Ingram is a bigger story here when it comes mm-hmm. to on the court uh, with the Lakers in that game. Um, but it's nice to see them compete with the second-best team in the East. I know it's early in the year, but I think they're kind of – very beginning stages of starting to find their rhythm. Yeah. You know, guys like Kuz, KCP hitting big shots, playing KCP, great defense. They're really forcing Ingram to be the dude, too, mm-hmm. which is which is good. I think he's got to be. Yeah, and Ingram it just seems to have a new array of moves this year, too. You know, I think he had a really nice Euro step cut back to the lane of the game. It's, it's, he's been aggressive, too. If you follow Lakers Film Room, one of my favorite uh, Twitter follows, they're just breaking down, breaking down his shot, how much better it looks this season. Uh, how much he's using his body to his advantage, you know, having all that length is not everyone uh, gets that in the NBA, you know, mm-hmm. and he can certainly can be a player in that same, uh, you know, lane as a Durant or even a, you know, a Greek freak where you just are so long and can play such a stretch that no one really has a chance to stop you when you get it going. Yeah. Yeah, and these last two Laker wins have had a social media component to them. If you go back to the Phoenix Suns win, Alonzo had his great yeah. game and then, you know, drops his new rap single right afterwards after he nearly gets a triple-double. First player, I believe, since Kevin Durant in 2008 to have 25 points, t- yeah. 10 rebounds, and eight assists or something in a game yeah, like and that. Yeah, almost the youngest player ever in the to NBA. Triple-double. Yeah, triple-double. Yeah, 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 first rookie, I mean, yeah. Um, and then, so obviously that happens. Obviously, before this Wizards game, we have the Martian Gortat saying that John Wall is going to torture Lonzo for 48 minutes. Oh. You know, they say torture. They say torch. Torch. Torture yeah. is kind of weird. Torture. Yeah. I think he said torture. He said torch. Anyway, and that's uh, Gortat though. That's classic. So that's Gortat. I mean, he, so he's a talker, and, yeah. and we love him for that. Yeah, I mean, so Lonzo against the Wizards again, ten assists, eight rebounds, six points. The shooting is still a work in progress, but. As we, as we all know, we're not, the Lakers didn't draft Lonzo to be a scorer. Yeah. And that'll come with time. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I think for Lonzo, I'm not hoping for 20 points a game. With yeah. Him. I'm hoping for a nice 13 to 17, 11 to 15. I mean, we've already seen. And give the, me 10 assists. Yeah, we've seen the potential. Yeah. He had 29 points in his second game in the NBA. Of course, that was against the Suns, who were going through all sorts of crazy. Yeah, but so what? Like, right you know, now, and but, if it's so easy, then so many other players who score 27 against the Suns, yeah. which, which yeah. many people do, but Lonzo did it as well. 
And I think on top of that, the you know all the other things, the stat stuffers he had in that game makes it even more impressive. Um, I just you know the one thing I think that is is not fair for him right now. Well, first off, I have to ask you a really quick stat. Love that Lonzo surpassed Beverly's career high. Yeah. In his second game, that was fantastic. Um, but you know, Lonzo is going to do. Or he's going to have all the talking done for him by Lavar, and and that's fine. You know, I think that's something a reality we have to deal with at this point. We shouldn't. You know, we shouldn't, but it is right now. Uh, people, and, people, I just people got to stop giving him a microphone. Yeah, like, that's the part of it. That's that's the media's like, part of it. Yeah, yeah. like listening to Beetle talk about it. Like, like hey, stop hey. putting a microphone in front of his face. Mm-hmm. Ball in the family renewed for season two. He must be doing something right. What is it renewed? That doesn't show that's on, What's it's on, show Facebook. on Facebook? What does that mean renewed? And we have confirmed that it was torture was the word used by Yeah, Robert I just Todd. looked it up. And, you know, that's got to be some kind of, you know, Marcin, obviously, an uh, international player. so still The Polish hammer. Yeah, the, the insults, not 100% yet. But still, you know, none of us really can speak a second language, so we have no reason to complain. Um, I don't know. It's, it, like I said, just, I think I'm coming more around to the point that it is something you don't have to deal with. Because it's annoying to, you know, to us, I guess, more so as fans. Um, that, you know, we have to listen to other people comment about it and say this and that, and it just kind of gives a bad rap to the Lakers. But the one thing more so than anything that is, uh, you know, important to me is if the Lakers don't care and they're playing and they seem to not care, they seem to black all that out, they seem to just be buddies, this young core all seems to be friends. And, you know, they're, they're two and two right now. As I mentioned before, uh, if the season ended, the they'd be in the playoffs. So. Let LeVar talk. Like, let LeVar say what he wants to say. The bottom line is Lonzo... They express their confidence. As he said, Lonzo and mm-hmm. his dad, they express their confidence differently. Lonzo and his dad are going to be close. It's going to be a thing that the Lakers are going to have to deal with. And, you know, so it may be putting an unfair target on Lonzo from other point guards around the league. But, hey, that's going to help Lonzo in the long run to get the best uh, effort from these other point guards that he's going against just because his dad's talking. I mean, it's not probably fair yeah. for him. But if you think about it, glass half full, it's probably a good thing for him. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and- at this point, Lavar is who he is. He's part of the he's part of the fabric of the Lakers and Lonzo now. I'm not mad at it. He says crazy things. We've talked about this enough on this podcast, but I just let him say his stuff. As long as he doesn't do anything to really hurt the kid, I don't think yeah. it's gonna be that big and of an Scott issue. And Scott Brooks had some good comments about it, talking about like you know what's what's so wrong with the dad rooting for his child and doing everything he can to support his child. And I think that that was very let Lavar root for his kid. Obviously, yeah. just stop putting on microphone. Remember when when he got drafted. One of the things that I said is, as long as it doesn't affect Lonzo. Yeah, and it hasn't. Are you... Sh- it hasn't? Uh, I don't think it has. Because he doesn't have a huge point guard, uh, a, a huge target on his back? I mean, but Lonzo... Uh, I mean, there's not... two two of the four games that they've played, there has been comments of the fact that he is targeted. Okay, well, let it... Let in this, this stuff, only, half of the games they've played. Yeah, four games. Right? I understand that. Uh, I think... This is this is becoming a thing. More so than anything, and that's being fine. The number I don't two mind that a, it is. Being the number two pick in the draft and being a Laker gets a target on your back as well. So it's a it's on a completely. Lonzo's different doing level. it. Lonzo's doing a little bit of himself too. Lonzo's are people to are people? Is there a target on Jason Tatum's back? They're just doing. He's on the same team as Kyrie Irving. He's going to steal all the spotlight. Hey, Lonzo's you know? releasing. This team songs. doesn't have a, a, a star on top of that. You know, he is the automatic star on this team. That's hard to do as a rookie as well. I personally respect the way that both Lavar and Lonzo. Lonzo is handling like a pro. Lonzo, but yeah. at the same time, Lonzo is you know releasing rap songs that people make fun of him for. But he's just doing what he he wants to release rap songs, and he wants to be the point guard of the Lakers, and his dad wants to be a cheerleader, and his dad wants to have a big baller brand. Like they're just doing what they want to do. Nobody's and shouldering they're, Lonzo they're not, in the first play of the game because he put a rap song out. 
If he just keeps performing, it won't matter either way. So I, I don't get why you're so worked up about it. Lakers are two and two. They're off to a solid start. I love what the Lakers, how the Lakers I don't are playing. Get, well, I, I just think, think it's, I think it's going to be an issue. And on top of that, you know, like what? Like Marcin Gortado is going to be the one that affects the game. I think all the stars understand that you get such a limelight on you. Like John Wall, he said after the game, you know, like or before the game, he didn't, you know, he didn't care about the comments. He didn't really say anything. Who cares? You know, if people really, you know, get that worked up about it, that's like Patrick Beverly, and that's you know something we've talked about last week. Talked about he's a perfect clipper. That's something that you let off the court things affect you. You let you know things that don't matter come into your mind and. You know, it is what it is. Uh, I think Lavar can say what he wants to say, like Nick said, and Lonzo is going to handle it like a pro, like you said. I think Lonzo is going to handle it like he, like he has been, and that's great. But it's just annoying because this is what it's going to be all season. Yeah. We're over here. Oh, when we'll when Lamelo gets back in school and Leangelo gets back in school, he's going to focus on them. Well, he pulled Lamelo from school. Yeah, and well, he's got to teach it. Certainly. And and Le- will he really? He's yes. not going. Yeah. And Leangelo is not going to be that great yeah. on UCLA, so he's not. He's it's going to be Lonzo all year. Is it Jesse's pretty salty right now? It sounds like it's Leangelo, be super. Leangelo could year. be good at UCLA. You're just saying that because you don't like UCLA. Yeah, True. UC is an absolute <laughs> fucking mess right now in basketball. So I don't really know. Mm, yeah, much. ESPN is ranked us six in the power rankings. Mm, you're just in the middle of the biggest NCAA basketball scandal last twenty years. So. I would say Louisville's in the middle of it, not us. Yeah, I mean you're right there with them, having one of your coaches named. So yeah, it's not going to hit us this year. Yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's really going to be a really great outlook on that. And hey, anyway, I've, I've been through. <laughs> this before yeah you're true yeah yeah because if one school knows how to handle this if it's not smu it's you guys so uh anyway let's move around the nba get back to that uh the other team los angeles i trash we we comment less on yeah i guess but also is the uh record-wise the best team in the nba right now season in a day i did again all this research i've done they would be the number one seed in the west um blake griffin two game-winning three-pointers, and apparently has a three-point shot of the season. I can't wait to hear Jesse's opinion on this, because I, I know he's been the you know absolute conductor of the Blake Griffin can't-shoot train for years at this point. Facts. Um, what do you guys think? Uh, you know, Four games in. I think I hear the train pulling into the station now. Jesse, what do you think? Oh, Blake Griffin's still trash. I mean, he's he's playing MVP caliber basketball. I'm going to be honest, I haven't watched a full Clipper game this year, okay. so I'm not going to sit here and say I've watched. I mean, I've seen bits and pieces, and he, he still looks terrible dribbling. Uh, yeah, dribbling is not. I mean, but he's also six eight, and he's like two forty. So it's like how much, how think, nice is it going to look? As long as it's proficient, more so than anything. I think when Blake Griffin is healthy, I said this. I think one of our very early podcasts. I think when Blake Griffin's healthy, he's one of the top, probably ten players in the league. Uh, and if now he's added a three point shot, he when he's not when his knees aren't hurting, he can still jump and dunk mm-hmm. like he used to. He's a good passer. He had, he led the clip. He was second, uh, obviously behind Chris Paul in assists last last season, but he had over five assists per game. He's a good player. Uh, he just needs to stay healthy. That's kind of been his problem the past few years. Lots of uh, season-ending injuries or season, uh, you know, shortening shortening injuries. Yeah. So right now he looks good. The Clippers have a new identity. It's they're they're winning games. They're looking interesting. So um, we've we'll seen see. we've seen this play before. We've seen this movie. Clippers are good. Woo! Then you get to the playoffs. No, yeah, no, I mean, I know. I don't, I'm not saying they're going to beat the Warriors. I'm just saying I think they might be better than people thought they were going to be after Chris Paul left. Yeah, that's think, right. I that's think right you're, you're right on that. And again, at the same time, we remember this point back uh, last year. Clippers, I think, started like 11 and 1 with yeah. this team in the NBA yeah. as well. So how that ended up, um, you know, we don't. I hate to just be like, you know, Blake Griffin eventually is going to be injured, but every other year so far that has happened. Uh, the Clippers, to me, I still think uh, with Doc Rivers in charge, um, although he's picking the roster as well, I think that was just that was the biggest thing to me. I think you know everything I've heard about Chris Paul is that he wanted to move and now he's happier in Houston. Although you know obviously he's unhappy, he's hurt right now, but 
just when he does get everything right there and being able to play alongside Harden and, and players they have is, is a better home for him. And so Blake has a team now. Um, they look solid, but, you know, again, we'll see. It's a, it's a long season, Jess, 82 games. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, never, the, the so Blake Griffin has the three for four games. It's very early. The Orlando Magic Small are size. leading the Eastern Conference yeah, right now. Magic, so. obviously, favorites. We talked about that since the beginning. Uh, Aaron, uh, Aaron Gordon, another player people are saying, has added a three-point shot to his game. And, you know, that, that Blake Griffin light, almost, you want to call him. I think that's, which is, you know, not, I don't want to be insulting to him. I, I like watching him. I love his dunks. Um, I have not even thought about the Magic yet this season. No. They not should. even not even one thought. Because if the season ended today, they'd be the one seed in the East. Just to quote uh, Sully here, yeah. 82 games, long season. Yeah, but also if the season ended today, they'd, yeah, yeah, yeah. they'd be in first. But also, also, Lakers would be seven, though, so. But also 82 games. Yeah, but also season. if the season ended today. But also never substitute ketchup for spread on a burger. Yeah, that's really what we're talking about. So talking about spread, let's spread it around the league. You guys have any highlights, anything you want to talk that about? Was a, that was a Nick segue right there. Yeah, you like that? Or that made me smile. That made me smile Thanks, real buddy. big. I think probably one of the bigger stories around the league so far has been the Bucks and Giannis. Mm-hmm. I mean, he jumped out immediately to the betting favorite for MVP, um, which is where he is now. And then, I mean, the Bucks they didn't look great tonight, but they got a solid little team around them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they beat the Celtics once, lost to the Celtics tonight. Um, Giannis looks incredible, but... I think yeah. that's the biggest story so far, besides... Uh, yeah, all the injuries in the first week. Yeah, uh, yeah, Giannis has been great. Um, yeah, everything else is kind of still shaking out. It's yeah. not really everyone under five games. I think, uh, I don't know, Boogie Cousins had a great game tonight. Mm-hmm. Just we were talking about the before all. Like he 41 been, and 23. Yeah, he might have ended up a 40-20 game. I think if we'll look at Jesse's words, so that's that's stupid. That's another guy. I was talking with the, some dude at the gym about this earlier. Just, you know, the Cavs in the, in the East, you know, although they are great right now. They got that first-round draft pick that they got from the Celtics. That experiment isn't working down in New Orleans. Let's yeah. just say they don't make a trade to get Boogie up there. Um, I know, you know, they, wow. don't, they don't really have a true center right now. Uh, Tristan, I guess, is, but he's not even really starting if I'm not mistaken. No, he's not. Kevin Love's playing center for him. So if they could swing something with that, I don't know. You know, they obviously don't have a lot of youth on that team, but with the number one draft pick like that, especially, it's going to be a very, I think it's a protected Pick. I don't really know what that means, but it sounds like it's important. So I said, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's been some good moments so far. We had the Rockets buzzer beating three, Blake Griffin buzzer beating mm-hmm. three. We had the nice. Nets beating the Cavs with Trevor Burger looking at the into the house. That was funny. That was the strategy there. Um, yeah, I mean, Spurs. Spurs are Spurs. No Kawhi, no problem. Four no. So I mean, I don't, I don't know what the Spurs do, yeah. but they seem to. Well, Marcus is yeah. balling this year. But yeah, it is early. So well, who's we'll, that rookie on their team? Uh, playing great so far. He's, I think he's replacing uh, Deontay Murray because yeah. he's not a rookie. But well, we'll get back to it. Lakers. Yeah, it, it's it's tough. Actually, I just want a general point about basketball. Like usually, I would be very excited for the first week of the NBA season, but really, I haven't paid that yeah. much attention because Dodger baseball Same. is you know on the on yeah. the on the brain right now. So. I haven't been as excited. We'll go the final thing just here in the NBA for Lakers. Their next matchup is against the Kings, and of course, you got the De'Aaron Fox matchup. They haven't mm. played, in fact, since that. I think uh, the sixteen. Oh, yeah. No, they didn't oh, play the, the preseason. They, they didn't go in summer league, didn't they? They didn't play. They Lonzo sat out oh. that game. Oh, that's so right. They haven't played since the NCAA tournament, so that's going to be their first matchup. It's actually, uh, sorry, it's they're playing the Raptors in their next game. Are they? Yeah. Nick, why can't you just let us have our fun? Nick's always kind of trying to hijack things. Yeah, I'm a little schedule. Just, you know, we, 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 we like to be, we like to keep things correct here on the podcast. You See, know? Nick wants to have everything in AP format. Just you and I are from the streets, and we just don't really do that. Well, this, Nick the is the square. 
Nick's in Altadena Square. Yeah, it's fair. Right. I mean, that's, that, that's what it really boils down to. I guess. I'm Dean. He's Altadena. I'm, I'm the real Dean yeah. in Pasadena. <laughs> you already know what it is. That, you know, the, the truth comes out now, huh? I'm just calling how I see it, man. I mean, Altadena where where was the lie? Yeah. I'm over here trying to look. I'm looking behind brooms. I can't find the lie. Yeah, Jesse was hardened by Howard Street, you know. I mean, repping the game. Hardened by Howard Street. Man, you like that? That's fresh. Uh, what do you got? Where's your street cat at, Nick? Nobody's. Don't you ever think about hating on Pepper Drive? Even Jesse can I'm just say that out loud. <laughs> I've, no, I'm, I'm, look, I've been, I've been I'm a many a Pepper Drive parade. I, I won't deny it. Tell me yeah. how many. Yeah, right, well, so you're not going to win this one. You're not going to hate but on Pepper is Drive. Pepper Drive, you know, Howard? I'm not going to argue that. I'm just saying. Pepper Drive. <laughs> hey, man. We've got a parade. Pepper Drive. Come through. Halloween coming up. Best street in the neighborhood. Pepper Hill Drive. All right, here we go. Start it off. I'm just going to start this out here as Salt we, as we do our NFL here. segment. We have, I think, six things uh, written down here um, and you know, to, to talk about here in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And Nick said, nah, let's just talk about one of them. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to talk about all five. I miscounted the first time. Yeah. And that's fine. Nick, I wanted Nick. to correct you on that mistake. You just did, so... Yeah, well, you correct, I, I corrected myself first. And then you corrected him, you know, right after, which is right in your nature, you know. Thursday night football, Dolphins get smacked. I'm a little upset, because I, I won't lie, I picked the Dolphins. I picked the Dolphins as well. Uh, Guess who I picked? I thought Matt Moore uh, was... Nick, we never actually saw your picks uh, go up. That's so. a good point. I never saw them. I would like you, and I want to have the this note on the podcast, and we talked about this last week, Nick gets honest about the picks... Nick, one time this season, has sent his picks into the group chat. That's a great so point. Technically, Nick should be like, you know, 10 and, and 70 right now. But Well, since we're hashing out our podcast problems on air, you know, I am the one who tweets out these picks. I am the one who well, gathers see, again, the Again, he's using his, his editing power, and he's putting that in a position of power. Power or... Power or... You don't even worse. have another this word for it. worse than your pepper driver. That was... Okay, Wow. Uh, for those of you who aren't in here, I don't think he was recording. He just had a terrible... He did. He tried to give us another analogy like that, and it went awfully. This one, we just just as bad, essentially. He didn't even get out the end part of it. You think that uh, you think the Ravens... I mean, obviously today, I mean, they won 40 to nothing. But yeah, you think the Ravens, after Flacco gets hurt, thought they were like, man, wish we had Kaepernick as a backup? Nope, definitely not. Because Ray Lewis is back there. You know, Ray Lewis taking two knees because he got a sign from God. And I just told mm-hmm. him, don't get, Colin, don't get Colin Kaepernick, you know? And the guy probably told him, hey, put the knife down as well, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, he may have killed a man, but anyway. He may have. Yeah, um, we'll go with that. They, you know, they killed it as well tonight, so that was a big, big oh, game. boom, After, there it you know, is. They were decimated the week before by the powerful Viking <laughs> Which leads us into our defense. next point here on our five-bullet uh, Vikings rundown. in first place, folks. <laughs> and with Aaron Rodgers down and Brett That's in the Conley, NFC North, correct? NFC North, yes. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know who has the best record in the NFC overall right now. Eagles. Eagles, Eagles are 6 and one. Eagles do, yes. And the Rams are right up there as well, right? Yeah, the Rams Close. have two losses. Yeah, so the same with the Vikings. Um, the Vikings, without Aaron Rodgers in that division, oh, it's and just... with Stafford kind of looking a little shakier after the first few games. Cruise on in. It literally is like a, a free, like, oh, we, it, it, don't listen. Don't put it past us to blow <laughs> this. I mean, listen, I learned that. But a couple of things. Uh, I'm gonna let you get you know the Washington Dallas matchup real quick. Uh-huh. I just had this quick. I was doing a little research before. Vikings are playing in London this week, so make sure you set your alarm clocks for 6:30 a.m. Will not do Taking that, a, especially because they're playing the Browns. 100 percent not doing that. See. 
I don't want to see Deshaun Kaiser get benched again. Although they did bring in Cody Kessler. Who they're starting. Kessler, I think, is starting this week. Because Hogan got hurt. They, I think it's Kaiser. Kaiser Kaiser got benched who last week. Who cares? Anyway. They're, they're bringing him back. They give him a chance. Uh, they, have, they have to. So no, they the don't. Vikings, Kessler's better. Vikings this week as well cleared Teddy Bridgewater to practice, um, which is he huge. He play He's week. not going to play this week because the field at Wembley Stadium is awful. Notoriously awful. Not going to give him a chance at non-contact injury. So he may be back the next week. Jess, you want to guess who this plays next week against the Vikings? I know who they play. Oh, you do. There you go, Jess. Redskins, Vikings. Could be Teddy Bridgewater's, re- Teddy Bridgewater's return. Teddy cl- two gloves. Uh, I haven't said in a while. I have some trouble getting it out. Yeah, yeah. It takes a little you got to have some practice again. Plus, right Teddy away, two gloves. Right now in London, so Teddy two gloves. Oh, okay. That's a pretty um, tough accent there. I'm from London. Mm, tougher. You're not seeing that movie? Bro. Still terrible. What? Still terrible. Street cred? Nick ain't got it. Anyway, Redskins, on to you this week. The what would you call it? The greatest rivalry in sports, and at least in football. What about Vikings Packers? Yeah, see, that's just where we we just differ on that. Yeah, well, a lot hearts. of people would say like Joe because you know he's an asshole. Would well, say Joe that. sucks. He's like, yeah, I know it's like the Bears and Packers. Yeah, but Joe's the not, worst. Joe, yeah. if you're listening, you're the worst. But yeah. no, you're the second worst. Also, Josh, if Joe, you're listening, you're the worst. Yeah, Joe, congrats on getting run in that Twitter poll about if you should have got yeah. <laughs> an, an astounding eighty. Eight percent, I believe, of like the made a mistake. So yeah, that was tough. That was tough. You enjoyed chemistry that you won't remember in twenty five years. But it was, you know, it's going to be a good one uh, with with the skins and with the cowboys. We got the primetime game at one o'clock on Fox. Mm-hmm. So tune in. Uh, not at six thirty in the morning. Not in London. Going to be a great game. London. Captain Kirk about to lay the hammer. Um, yeah, exactly. So who'd you pick in that game? Washington, uh, Dallas. I picked Washington. Good right. pick. That's a good pick. I picked Dallas. Oh, that's good that you told he us because we haven't seen your picks yet. We always are with him and he always does this shit. I pick the Rams all the time. Unbelievable. I think I picked the Rams this week too. Well, they're on a bye, so you didn't. Mm, so I, I was almost considering win. picking the Browns just in spite of uh, your do behavior. Do it then. Switch your, it. Your behavior. You're soft if you don't do it. Switch it right <laughs> no, now. No, I'm not going to pick the Browns. Switch it right now. I'm not going to pick the Browns. I'm just going to pick Dallas. That's why I have any street credit. Can you come out? You throw these things out there. You say, hey. I could do this. I almost did it because, you know, I'm a big tough guy. And then, no, you remember you're from Pepper Drive and you shut it down. You don't say anything. Switch your pick really that tough there, about no, Switch your pick really that tough no about The Pepper Drive. There's no response Pepper to Drive Pepper Drive. Pepper Drive way back in. Pepper Drive, though. Um, but going on, the one thing that Nick actually wanted to talk about mm-hmm. uh, here, we're not going to talk about yet. Just I no. wanted to tease him Beast a little mode. bit. Suspended from the NFL this week, but practicing some kids in Oakland. I love it. Yeah, he was killing it, too. Uh, they did have one game or one play where they kind of gang tackled him. A big old kid got his paws on him, and, they, and he couldn't even get loose of that. But at the same time, he was getting to the edge and, and breaking off a couple of 80-yard runs. Which would be pretty fun. Know, kind of assume. Unbelievable that, that someone would go out in the middle of the NFL season and practice against kids that probably don't really know how to tackle that well. This is only Marshawn. Like, yeah, only Marshawn. Can he's do that, so yeah. unique, and we love him. And shout out to you, Marshawn. Yeah, I Marshawn? Can't believe, it was tough that he got suspended. Apparently, he gave a presentation when he fought the suspension. Mm-hmm. Of uh, nine people that made contact with refs and didn't get suspended, yeah. and then it, there's a tweet and it was like, I just imagined Marshawn with a PowerPoint, and like, had a laser pointer, yeah, and that's and, and just on, on the Marshawn subject, getting his own television show, yeah, uh, no Excellent. script, it should be fantastic. Can't wait for that. It's out a couple, at least one episode. Yeah, out. I think so. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. You know, today's day and age, I don't really know when anything releases anymore. Things are happening Things on Facebook Live, out, you know, you know, on YouTube now. Uh, all this technology. I don't even watch Stranger Things, but I feel like it may have been out Oof. for at least a month, uh, two months. I don't know. What's well, going the new on. Stranger Things is out this weekend. This I mean, is that what it is? I, is? I just keep seeing it everywhere, so it seems like it's taken over. So the, basically, know, what happens, what has to happen here is I don't care you need to watch Stranger Things. Things. I literally Jesse, you need to watch Ball in the Family. Not going to watch. 
watch Bone Stranger Family, Things. not gonna watch Stranger Things. Okay, great. You guys, you guys are missing out. Yeah, um, I'm gonna watch Narcos. I gotta finish up season. You do need to finish. You Narcos. do need to finish. Narcos. Important enough for me, right there. I just started um, Atlanta. Finally, fantastic show. So I'm really excited yeah, about man. that. Shout yeah. out. There's know, lots, lots of things to watch. Don Glover. We'll get really quickly to end football. Our, our, our kind of football segment there. That's what we like to discuss. It just quick rapid pace around the week. League Ra- uh, our locks and upsets right now. Uh, week eight. Anyone want to start with anything? Anyone I'll, feeling I'll start. confident? I'll Go start. ahead, James. I mean, what do you think? It's tough just because, I mean, the Eagles played really well against my skins last yeah. week. Uh, prime time Monday night. It was it was a tough one to watch. Wentz was like a magician in there, and I, he's so much better this year than yeah. he was last. Yeah, I think the Browns are pretty upset they passed on a, a possible league MVP, essentially. Yeah. Maybe two, because Deshaun is probably in the top five for voting right now. Yeah. And he um, also could have mislikeded. They could have picked him two different times last year as well. But that just goes into what my lock is, and that's the Eagles um, beating the Niners. So yeah. not real much competition there. My upset here, uh, I'm going to pick the Bears. Uh, even though Trubisky, you know, only completed four passes last, yeah, last in week. In a win, though. In a win. Um, I think the Bears and Mitch Trubisky beat Drew Brees. Um, and I'm, I'm going to say it like that to make the upset sound better. Uh because Mitch Trubisky beating Drew Brees is kind of hilarious to think about. Yeah, I mean, the Saints have played okay, too. Um, for me, my lock, how do I not go, you know, in foggy London town, the Vikings. Yeah. Skull. Locking them in. Eagles was the other team I was thinking, yeah, I think that's a, a pretty good It's just pretty easy. Hard, I, I would say about 75% of my locks this season have been against. Uh, Niners Cleveland, or Browns or something like that. Something like that. And last week I went against that and I lost, so. The Niners are battling, though. I mean, besides with I the know. exception of last week, yeah, I, so I, many I, close games. I haven't watched them. I think that's why I pick against them. But it's tough to pick against CJ Beathard as well. You know, mm-hmm. absolutely. Nick, you have what's your what's your lock? What are you locking in? I'll tell you what I'm locking in. I'm gonna okay. make an edit. I know we already tweeted out our picks for the wow. week. Wow! Now he's but making an edit. I'm gonna make an edit right now. I had the Eagles just like Jesse, but I don't want to go with just Jesse right now. This is not. I'm not feeling. I'm not feeling too good about Jesse right now. I think I'm gonna. Okay. I'm gonna lock the Cowboys right now. That's, that's fine. What's gonna happen. <laughs> That's that's extremely fun. Me lock that in and, and lock that I'll, out. I'll lock that in. I'll continue to get my wins. My W is that I'm leading this pool for another week. Eight eight straight weeks. I'm still leading. There's a lot of salt. You've not there. been leading for eight straight weeks because I was leading for at least I'm, two of them. I'm leading now, and that's what matters. I'm changing right now on my phone as we speak. Lock to the Cowboys over the Redskins. Jesse, your team is going down so far down, so so far down. And also, my upset. I'm taking quite the upset, but repping my hometown team. He's soft. He won't take the Browns, so. I'm not taking the Browns. I know, because you're soft. I will take the Chargers to beat the Patriots in Gillette. And good luck. (laughs) I think I have a little wiggle room to work with here. Of course, as I mentioned before, leading the the pool here. Thinks he's the big dog. Uh, I am the big dog, because I'm winning. And so I think I'm going to make the Chargers my upset pick. and the I'm, I'm going to start saving all these yeah. little clips you of you like, saying all this, and then when you lose the whole year, it's going to be so sweet. You know you're getting Trumpy you guys, right now. I'm not, oh, wow. No. That's the road you're going I'm, I'm defending these, myself. You throw shade at Pepper yeah. Drive. You throw yeah. shade at <laughs> by hijacking the, the segment that I came up with. I ain't taking your crap no more. Ooh. I'm telling you what's going on right now. A little now. spicy, I'm, man. I'm, so I'm, it was a, a little a, spicy, a little... Tapatio, maybe a little sriracha coming here on podcast. I'm Seems like more of a Cholula guy. Cody Bellinger. It's time to break out of the mold. It's time to have a little fun. Cowboys lock, upset Chargers. Guys, I just hope you can maybe catch up to me in the standings this year. You act like you're up by like 30 yeah. games. I'm back three games on you. Yeah, that was great. That was really fun. Um, it was fun. Yeah, okay. Well, you know, on Hot Ones, you, you talk about sriracha. That's the, no big one, deal. the first one you pick. So not, not in this season, but yeah. yeah. It's top two. So that was really The, the catchphrase is sriracha. No big deal. Exactly. So that was great. a great choice for a spice there. 
He also said Tapatio. Yeah, which is not much spicier. So no. That, that was great. And that yeah. was inspiring Pepper Drive talk. Yeah. Um, there seems to be a large gathering of salt on the corner of Pepper Drive right there. So Salt and pepper. Salt and pepper. Yeah, you guys got that right there. Mm. I'm glad you picked up on that. That was That's a good. tough one. <sighs> Thank you. Push it. Some <laughs> real good. Anyway, my upset this week, uh, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Uh, Who they With Action Bronson. Feeling that vibe. They're playing the Falcons. Falcons are not mm, played as Falcons well. Falcons are playing as well. Jets are over region right now. Absolutely. That's why I'm going to ride this quick jet wave. Try and ride it. While they crash to end the season, you know. This is really when the Jets drive, middle of the season, when things are kind of you know, like no one really knows what goes on. There's some shuffling in the standings. They're, They're going to be so mad when they get like six wins at the end of the year, seven That's wins, I mean, and get just middle pick. Absolutely destined for that. Yeah. Um, uh, Hugh Jackson, 1-22 in his last 23 games with the Browns. Quality. To be fired or not. I mean, you never want to... It's so tough to overreact because, I mean, they, the Browns have switched coaches so many times. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, 1-22. Yeah, at this point, that's pretty tough, right? Yeah, you probably got to make a change there. You know what? Screw it. I'm picking the Browns over the Vikings. That's my upset pick. I'm changing it, too. We're going to do <sighs> Cowboys for the lock and Browns for the upset. And you know what? I'm, it's not, I'm not too mad about changing my upset pick because the Chargers over the Patriots, that's a tough upset. So why not take a chance to do a do- double whammy against you guys this week? Week 8, the double whammy is going to happen. Cowboys, uh, Browns. I'm pretty excited to watch both those folks. Right, right after we're talking about how Hugh Jackson probably needs to be fired yeah, in his that's one. A, and that, that's, what, yeah. that's what sparked my pick. You know, I, he, He's playing for his job, and he's going to do it over in London Town, and Sully's going to be crying all the way back across that pond, all the way back well, home. Weird thing, late. Sully is not going to be yeah, in London. And not going to be awake either. i got a wedding the night before. Yeah. You're a great fan. It sounds like a great fan of your team. We're not getting into that. Yeah, that's, uh, We're not going to get into that. That's going to do it for NFL. Uh, we had fun, and I'm glad we didn't talk about NCAA. Nick picked his NFL team two years ago. <laughs> I don't even know what to say about Pepper Drive right now. And now, it's time for the fast food flavor. Fast food flavor. Fast food flavor. Swan, what's on the menu today? Okay, so we, I mean, we just discussed yeah. the... Apparently, Jack and Box gets too much uh, love on this uh, okay. segment. I'll go through the shows and look at each fast food flavor, and I'll give you like a, a pie chart breakdown. I'd love that. Yeah, I know you would. Um, That's something Joe would be good at, but yeah, but Joe anyway. sucks. So yeah. <laughs> we are we are talking about Jack and Box today. Um, they're advertising heavily this new ribeye burger. Yeah. Um, and and I'm just gonna say this, you know. If you're going to give me heavy advertisements on a burger, a sandwich, a quesadilla, whatever it may be, a burrito, make it unique. Make it not taste like other things that are on your menu, you know, whether it's just a, a difference in the burger, you know, a little slight difference. These ribeye burgers just taste like burgers. They're just, they're just cheeseburgers. They're advertising this and they're getting you because you think you're tasting something different. You think you're going to get something different. People, you're wrong. They're advertising a ribeye burger. You're just getting a burger. That's all it is. I was V disappointed. And normally, I really enjoy Jack in the Box. And Jack in the Box has done some great things. Mm-hmm. This is not one of them. All right. Well, you know, I don't have much to say about Jack in the Box. Normally, I got a little commentary for you after. So we're just going to get straight to it because we know Nick. We know Nick need, needs stars. Needs stars. 200% of the time. So what would you... I, I got a feeling this is going to be a low one right now. It's going to be... I, I don't know if this is the lowest, but I feel you have a lot of passion. Despite of how good or bad the burger may be, it's more just being conned it. You know, yeah, it was more of the fact put, that they put a, a big name on this. You know? They put a, they, they, they still like, advertise. Hey, this is a Broadway show, and then you go there, and it's some two cent, you know, 
nonsense. Exactly. And it, for that reason, mainly, like, it's an average burger. It's just, it's a burger that's going to taste decent, but mm-hmm. it's nothing special, you know? Um, and that's why it's getting a six. Okay. Six yeah, out of ten here. Yeah, that's right around there, you know? That's, that's tough. That's tough for them. Tough loss. They still got the tacos. Obviously, we're back in Laker season. Two free tacos from Lakers tacos. win, score over 100 uh, points. I don't think we've got that quite this year, but soon enough we'll be coming. Exactly. And uh, and just a real quick uh, shout-out, not shout-out to dude who stole the base. He's an Astro, so I don't even want to say oh, his name. Yeah. But November 1st, free Doritos Locos Taco at Taco Bell. Yeah. And every time the Rams win, uh, five free boneless wings with... Of the purchase of 32-ounce drink yeah. at a wing stop. Yeah, I believe Nick took advantage of that the other week. Hell, he's been silent. Maybe doing some peppering over there. Um, <laughs> took anyway. advantage of the wing stop? Yeah, there's wing stop promotions. Lakers wins, Rams wins. That's what we were saying. You're looking down, I guess. Anyway, that's been it for the fast food flavor. Fast food flavor? Fast food flavor. And now we have reached the part of the show where we give our super hot, interesting takes or shout-outs. I believe we all have a little something to say today, and we all have something to share. And we'll start with Sully. Yeah, we're gonna save you for last night because you just had an interesting look on your face. Yeah. This. Um, shout out! It is is simple. You know, this weekend I'll be attending uh, Nick Baker and Big. soon to be Hannah Baker uh, their wedding. Nick uh, played with me at Chico. He was a senior when I was a junior, and now plays in the Diamondbacks organization. Has had a great career so far. Hannah was a volleyball player at Chico as well, so you know, an athletic family. Uh, wishing them nothing but happiness. Uh, and I'm excited for that wedding. It's going to be great. That's going to be a great time. Yeah, it's we- it's wedding season. Time. It's wedding season. I got invited to another one, Peter Miller. I know I texted you earlier. Hey, shout out, Pete. I got your, your wedding thing. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to, to meet your child at that point. You know? Wow. When I'd like to, and then my, my real role as Uncle Sol is established, Peter. Uh, That's big. I hope you're looking forward to that. Just... What do you got to say for the people that end up this deal? You know what? Shout out Nick, real quick. <laughs> he's been taking it all podcast. Uh, he's been taking some heavy L's this podcast. So yeah. shout out Nick for sticking through, battling to the end. You know, I respect it. You know, he's, he's handled a lot. A lot of pepper drive hate. Yeah, you know, hate. a lot of, I mean, some of it deserved, some of it not, you know. Yeah. But, you know, that's that's just kind of how, how we are at this point with this podcast. So mm-hmm. shout, out, shout out to Nick for handling it to this point. Nick, wow. what's your, what's that's, your that's, shout out? That's big of you, the Jesse. Final that, word that's, from Nick. That's really, that's really big of you. I, I yeah. appreciate that. But, you know, that's only fitting that I give my shout out to uh, Pepper Drive and Altadena because <laughs> I ain't going to take no crap about Altadena or Pepper Drive from nobody. What's the line from Cool Runnings? I forget the line from you Cool Runnings. You probably should have had that ready. You should have that ready. So that was. Uh... But hey, I'm not done with my <laughs> shout out. I'm not done with my shout out. Easy so he was now. trying to Easy hijack your now. shout out. Weird, sound familiar? Yeah, a little pepper there. Hot pepper for you. Please Pepper Drive. On. I also want to make it clear. I lived on Pepper Drive for 24 years. I lived, Altadena is my hometown. But that's town. My childhood home, my childhood street, and I will not let anybody talk badly about it, talk down about it. I just want to say real quickly. No, you're not going to say anything. This is my shout out, and you're not going to say anything about it. You're not going to say anything bad about Altadena. There's so many things you can say. Go on. So. Go ahead. I would like to just lift up and praise Altadena for what it is. A great part of town. It's not Pasadena, but it's Altadena. And Silver Drive is a great street and a great part of town. You sounded like Dwight Howard thinking Gordon Hayward was dead. <laughs> he ain't dead, dog. And I just want to make something clear as well. Yeah. 
My shout out was to Nick, not to Altadena. I just want to throw that out <laughs> yeah. there as well. Altadena, Altadena is just right. inferior. Easy way to describe this, Jesse, when when you went to school, you met someone from a different part of the state or maybe out of state. If you're like, where are you from in LA? You'd be like, probably be like, oh, I'm from Pasadena. The yeah. Is that? You'd be like, it's near the Rose Bowl, right? Yeah. For me, I'm, you know, I'm from LA and I'll say they're from, I'm from Dodger Stadium, near Dodger Stadium, near downtown. Both very true, you know? Yep. Uh, what do you say? Oh, people in Nicholas Santa Clara. I'm from Altadena. Oh, uh, uh, well, it's near Pasadena. Yeah. I do. I, I, I will admit that I use Pasadena as a reference point. So you but say I don't I'm say from I'm from, I never say I'm from Pasadena. I, I say it's near Pasadena. I guarantee you. Pasadena is a bigger say. town. It's a bigger town. It's a better reference. So I'm going to say it's yeah. not, I'm from Altadena. Oh, where's Altadena? Oh, it's near Pasadena. They're like, okay, yeah. Is Altadena more than like one square mile? Like, how big is that? I feel like it's nothing. It goes up. Yeah, into the hills. Yeah, yeah. we got Eden Canyon. We got the mountains. We got. We sounds got. Like, we got. Sounds, like some, sounds like some bougie stuff. Anyway. That's gonna wrap up episode thirty-five. Yeah, it's a bad time to wrap that one up. I think. <laughs> yeah, we don't even know if it's a reference to peppers, as in the hot plant, or the you know ground substance you put on top with salt. Who knows? It's mm-hmm. just pepper drive. Um, but in the meantime, while you you know Google Map Pepper Drive, find out where that is. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Look us up on SoundCloud. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Um, wow, I think that covers I it. I nailed it perfect yeah. right there. And I had a different description for every single one uh-huh. that you're supposed to do, which is always hard to do, I think. Um, yeah, feel free to chat with us on Twitter. We'll be watching these Dodger games this weekend, so if you have any... Uh, We're going to put up a, a late-night poll right now. We're going to put it up for seven days. And I feel like it, it's That's a theme of the episode. Um, and I want everyone to take some going. time and answer this. It's just... all. It's very you know simple. what? I'm going to just... Get on our ready, ready to vote. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring this up. So join us again next week, folks, where we reveal the Twitter poll answer. You'll be able to see it. It'll be up for seven days, and we'll have at that time the answer to who wins the World Series. Dropped out of school and bought myself a train. I must have taught myself a million things. I'm at the trap. I can sell anything. I wish I would allow myself to hear that soul dream. I pray my daughter never ever experience no dream. I told her Colgate, baby, gotta keep your teeth straight. Bay on flexing, extensive.